Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Joseph Vohr of the Joseph Vohr Podcast, and welcome back to another episode for you guys to listen to as you're social distancing, as you're quarantining. We have a very special guest, Joe Horn, who is the wide receivers coach at Tiffin University. He was a standout football player and track runner at Ashland University, and even spent some time in the Arena Football League, in the Canadian Football League, and a few games, a few preseason games with the Indianapolis Colts. The Snowman joins us for the interview, and then we wrap things up with a very fun Mount Rushmore of our favorite college athletes. So get excited, but first, enjoy this nice, smooth jazz. ready to go. Okay, so we have Joe Horn with us, the snowman as well, because we got another Mount Rushmore. The, the snowman just got thrown in here because he's kind of my liaison, my uh, makeshift producer working without pay. Thank you. You know, it's tough times yep. out here. So thanks as always, snowman. We have with us Coach Horn, Joe Horn back in the day, former Ashland Eagle standout at wide receiver, current receivers coach at Tiffin University. We're going to get into more of his background here soon, but I want to start with this. In 2017, the NCAA went away with two-a-days. I'm recording two podcasts today. I mean, this is my first one. I got one after this. I'm doing okay. a two-a-days, breaching NCAA rules. Are you now, now knowing that information, are you intimidated by my bad boy anti-establishment persona? Well, it's definitely the old school way of looking at things, doing uh, more uh, quantity over quality. So oh, that's oh, what I'm whoa. used to. That's what yeah, I'm used yeah. to is, is get a lot of lot of work in and, and uh, you know trying to grind it out. And uh, you know these, these kids these days now, like a lot of them can't handle the uh, the grind for that long. They, they need to they need some time to recoup about their feelings and, and their bodies feeling good and all that good stuff. So it's, it's just a different area back then when we we're doing two a day. So I, I'm glad you're doing it the old school style. That's right. That's I'm, what, I'm that's old what school. we were talking about it before. Uh, my, my freshman year at Tiffin was the first year we uh, didn't do two a days, I guess. And I, I didn't know, I didn't know that, but you know, like the older guys were like, this is a breeze compared to last year. We're practicing at nine p 9 AM and then 2 PM or whatever, whatever it would be. But yeah. yeah. So let's go over your background a little bit. Are you so? Are you still the leader in touchdowns and receiving yards at Ashland? Does that still stay true? Um, I think so. We had a tight end, um, uh, Adam Shaheen, who uh, played yeah. for the Chicago Bears in the second round draft pick. Mm -hmm. um, he had a phenomenal career there, and I know he uh, he was close, if not breaking a lot of that stuff. I know touchdown catches, he had a ton of them. Mm -hmm. um, to be honest, I haven't checked since then. Uh, I definitely know from a receiver standpoint, from a wide receiver, I definitely, definitely have that stuff. There you go. And then you were also a track star at Ashland, All-American. I'm reading this off here. Four by 100, four by 400. GLIAC, Indoor and Outdoor Athlete of the Year and Midwest Regional Track Athlete of the Year. Then, of course, after Ashland signed free agent deal, spent a little time with the Colts, Arena Football, Canadian Football. Let's start with a few things. I read off all that stuff. Obviously, the football stuff, but the track stuff. How cool is it to be the white guy that is just like blazing speed, like just that athlete? Like it sounds like you're basically the Alex Caruso of Division Two football. Well, I mean, when I when I competed, um, you know, you always uh, always got a little bit uh, um, 
uh, of some extra looks from people like why is this guy in this this heat I also had back then uh, some long flowing uh, hair yeah uh, that went uh, went pretty far down. Uh, basically my goal was to look as trash as possible in any sport I did it gave, it gave me a little bit of advantage so and when I played uh, played college football I had some knee-high socks I had a, sometimes I have an elbow pad on my left side I mean I did not look uh, like a fast athlete ever and uh, it usually helped me uh, have some success early on because uh, I was always underestimated. So, so I, that always uh, was an advantage for me. Yeah, so you're, you, you, you basically just, yeah, he just hustled everyone, as it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. He's just down at the pole. Yeah. White men can't jump. Freaking Sidney Dean and Billy Hoyle. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. I could see Coach Horn out at the driving range, you know, hitting with left-handed clubs. Then he gets to the first tee and just stripes one down right-handed down the fairway. Like, oh, we're playing $50 a hole, right? This is what, this is what we're doing today? <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, golf is uh, yeah. I could, it don't matter what club. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty bad either way. So. Right. Um. So before we get into you know the the rest of this and talk about the Colts and things like that, I want to talk about arena football because I've been to some arena football games in my day. I love them. I actually went to the Arena Bowl. It, the summer of 2014 was incredible for Cleveland. LeBron comes back, and then we have the Rattlers and the Gladiators. And an all-time arena bowl. I'm pretty sure the Rattlers, who have won, I think, like pretty much every arena bowl ever since the conception of the league, won like 72 to 35 or something ridiculous. But anyways, any gladiator game that I've ever been to, I think this guy has season tickets. Maybe Dan Gilbert, you know, maybe he got hit by a Quicken Loans car or something, and they just gave him these tickets to the gladiators. But he sits right behind the goalpost. And he all and I've been to games over multiple years, and he always sits in the same seat. He's got like six kids with him, mullet, mustache, jean shorts, and he just hoards all the footballs that come in on the kickoffs and the field goals. It's very snowman like Buck Weston, the Pele ball yeah. and kicking and screaming. Yep. And I don't know if like he collects them at the end of the season and just goes to the bank and uses them as collateral for his to finance his waterbed and his four wheeler or what. But I imagine I saw you spent time in, with the Gladiators. Have you ever seen this guy? And also you were in Tampa Bay, which I imagine is just a stadium full of guys that look like this and Joe Exotic. And that's just who shows up to the games. Actually, the, the Florida, the, the arena football in Florida was a big deal. In yeah. Cleveland, it was still relatively new mm -hmm. uh, when I was playing there. And, you know, we were still getting, you know, six to 8,000 at, at games, which was, which was fun atmosphere. I don't, I do not remember that guy specifically. I do know that um, those balls aren't cheap and we were actually fine if we, if we personally gave them to anyone. Really? So uh, a couple of our big time guys, you know, made, made a little extra money. They'd hand them out from time to time, but we were, we were actually very discouraged from giving those to anyone, especially, you know, there's a, it's hard to get them underneath the goalposts. You got the nets and stuff. There. Right. Uh, so, uh, no, that's, that's awesome for that guy. He cost some people some money with that. Oh yeah. He caught so, so many balls. It was ridiculous. They just, and he wouldn't give them to his kids. He would just put them right underneath the seat. He'd walk <laughs> out of there with like six of them at the end of the night. So, you know, when, when you're adjusting, like, you know, we're playing, you're playing, you know, real football your entire life. And then you go and you play, in the arena league and Canadian league. And there's these different rules and they're different dimensions. And, you know, especially the arena league, you know, with how condensed the field is and, you know, the way that you can get that running start, um, you know, it, what kind of adjustment is that? You know, how different is that just getting used to it? It's almost like trying to learn how to play football again in some aspects. Yeah. No, uh, playing in Canada was, um, there was some adjustment there. I'd say it's a lot closer to normal football than arena football is. Like right. There wasn't, you know, to me, you know, I was playing football uh, in Canada. I was 
I still felt like I was playing like true football. You right. Know? There's just there's some minor the field's a little bit wider, it's a little bit longer. You know, you only got uh, you know two downs before you got a punt and stuff like that. Um, but they're all kind of minor minor adjustments that are pretty easy to make. The arena game is uh, for me was totally different and, and and really to me a different sport. You know, to be yeah. honest, in, in, as as a player. Um, but um, no, both were very fun. Both were uh, had tremendous fan bases and were a lot of fun to be a part of games and stuff like that. So. Um, I, I still think they're putting out a really good product. It was just, there were there were some adjustments, but the, the arena game I think was by far the hardest to adjust to. Yeah, and I, I've always been fascinated with this. What is the field like? What is the traction like in arena football? Because I look at some of these guys, and a lot of them wear like basketball shoes or some of these like indoor soccer shoes, and obviously they're kind of spatted up. And I imagine they got their their ankles, you know, taped up because you know what what is that. What does that field like? Like, is it just weird running around playing football, getting tackled? Like, you're used to having cleats on, and it's just, I don't know. I feel like I would be, if I don't have the right shoes on, like if I'm playing basketball in my tennis shoes and I'm sliding all over the place, I just, I feel uncomfortable. Like, was that any sort of adjustment? What does that uh, feel like? The the surface wasn't wasn't too bad. I wore uh, indoor soccer shoes. I mean, it's a very, it's a thick carpet yep that's uh that's the the big thing is that if you fall on it if your skin touches it your skin's coming off right and that's why everyone's wearing long sleeves and yep. keeping everything there's one time my sock fell down on a kick cover and i, and I didn't have any skin on my left leg oh my for, for about three weeks so uh yeah that was that was you know there, but as far as the surface it, it's, it's padded underneath which is nice yeah um and the walls are padded uh which is which is also nice but um the uh the the kind of the biggest adjustment is every arena is different. Every arena, you know, the dimensions. Some will have a rounded end zone because they'll keep the uh, the hockey the hockey style there. Or, or oh, if you're right. playing in a convention center, they'll give you the full corners of the. And so every every stadium's got a little bit of nuance to it that you kind of got to adjust to and get adjusted to pretty quickly. Uh, and the lighting and all those places are really different. So right. those were kind of some of the big adjustments from a facility standpoint uh, wise. But uh, the most pain I've ever had playing any sport was getting pinned up against that wall. Oh, you get yeah. pinned against that wall, everyone gets a free shot on you, and yep. your body has nowhere to go but just take the full brunt of it. So that happened to me, unfortunately, a couple times. And, and I mean, that, there's there's no pain like that. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, they just, everyone gets, and the refs, they, you know, they, they just, they're a little slow to blow the whistle. Or, you know, that's, that's what the fans want to see is a big collision. So they let it happen. Yeah. All right. So let's get into your, your time with the Colts. Three preseason games, I believe that I read, and this would have been the preseason. It would have been 2011. Is that correct? This was the, uh, the year of the lockout and uh, yeah. with the Colts when, uh, when Peyton was uh, going through his whole injury uh, right. with, with his neck and, and all that stuff. Right. But I, I imagine it's still cool. You know, Peyton's going through that, but there's still a lot of really cool guys in that locker room. Obviously the, uh, the snowman and I were talking about this pre-show, you know, Jeff Saturday, Pierre Garcon, Reggie Wayne, um, Adam Vinatieri, you know, I know snowman loves that guy and he loves this next guy even more, Pat McAfee, um, you know, who's just an icon and, you know, was really, I, I love watching his highlight tape, you know, just bombing punts and all the big hits and things like that. Um, I imagine that's going to be a pretty cool, you know, no matter how long that uh, you're around, I, I imagine that it had to be pretty cool just to be around those guys, you know, whether you got had any, you know, interaction with them, got to speak with them. But, you know, I imagine when, you know, you're someone in your position, you know, when you're really starting out trying to make it, you know, the biggest thing that you can do is just observe and, you know, watch how these guys work. What's the biggest thing that you took away? Obviously, the guys are, these guys are extremely skilled, but a lot of these guys that we talked about had tremendous 
you know, Adam Vinatieri is still going, you know, tremendous uh, longevity, you know, what keeps them around, what keeps them going, what's different between, you know, a guy that may have the same talent or more talent, but maybe not the, the work ethic um, that these other guys have. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what keeps those guys uh, as good as they are for so long is that, that they're constantly working on it. It's something they, the the, the competitive drive, the, the, they're not, you know, what, what struck me the most about being uh, with the Colts is that they were all just normal guys. They were yeah. all just like me and you and interacting with them other than the fact that their names, you know, Adam Vinatieri or, or Peyton Manning, they, they acted just like any other guys that would be in the locker room and uh, they were they were down to earth people, and they they took their job very very seriously and worked very hard at it. But uh, they weren't. They, there definitely was not that air of like I'm, I've arrived or I'm the greatest or anything like that. You know, Peyton arguably you know was one of those guys, and same with Benetieri. So um, they treated everyone the same, and, and you could tell. And when they when it was time to work, uh, we worked. Yeah. And uh, and they held everyone to that same standard as well. Um, and I don't think they've ever let that slip, especially you know Benetieri's. Uh, He'd be able to be really good for a really, really long time. He, he's, he's very locked into everything he does. Yeah, a- absolutely. I have to ask, are there any Pat McAfee stories or memories that you can share with us, whether these are, uh, you know, personal between you guys or a group or just from afar? Because I imagine, I think this was his second year in the league. I mean, he's been a personality ever since back to his days in, you know, West Virginia where he really kind of came on to the to the scene. Yeah, like I mean, I when I got there, you know, um, you know, I, I I didn't know too much about you know Pat McAfee, you know, but um, he and again those guys, you know, big time guys. I'm an undrafted you know rookie yeah. um, coming in on, on a 90 man roster. It wasn't like I was. Uh, they were you know reaching out tremendously to come hang out with me or anything like that. But actually, you know, kind of what struck me you know later on in life, you know, Pat was a really genuinely nice guy. I actually yeah. had an injury. And everyone was gone away to our meetings, and I had just got back from my MRI on my back, and I was I could barely I could barely walk to be honest. And I, my my, uh, my room was on the like fourth, the very the very top floor of the of the uh, dorm. There was no elevator, and I'm slowly going up these stairs. And, and Pat, uh, being a special teams guy, didn't have meetings at that time, and he had for some reason uh, seen me trying to hobble up the stairs. And he stopped, he grabbed all my bags and carried them up to the top for me, and, and kind of helped me up the stairs and. Again, I, that was one of our that was our only one on one interaction. Yeah. But it was him being a genuinely nice guy and caring about me, which was pretty cool. And, uh, the other the other story that about Pat that that uh, that I was a part of, and he actually told it uh, on one of his podcasts uh, a few weeks ago. I, I didn't hear, but one of my buddy thinks I, I told this story a couple times before. Is is uh, he uh, he had had a uh, we were at the um, like the Longhorn Steakhouse in mm-hmm. in, uh, in Anderson or uh, the town where we were at Anderson College, and um, we were all me and a couple other rookies were went to go get food because there was a day we were allowed to get to wander around uh, town, and Peyton was on the back patio with a couple of the uh, the stars, and um, uh, we weren't gonna go back there and bother him, but he invited us back there and and, and let us sit down, and so. We kind of, we were we were with the group, but we were you know on the fringe of the group. Yeah. And uh, just kind of keeping our mouths shut and just kind of observing. And uh, um, there was a, a little bet going on where uh, where Pat had had a tall boy beer and Benny bet that you know that he could he could down the tall boy in under five seconds and um, maybe it was four seconds, but yeah. either Peyton didn't believe him and and a bunch of other guys that not you know. It, they didn't believe so they all they all bet Benny uh, that there's no way he get this this tall boy down under four seconds. And um, they got the timers out, and all, 
Uh, and, and I'm pretty sure Pat downed it in like 2.5 or something like that. As quickly as it took the beer to, to fall out of the glass, it was gone. So, and Vinny was running around the uh, the patio, uh, you know, chanting that you know if you don't, you never drink with Pat Mag if you don't bet against him. So, yeah. Um, no, it was uh, that. Was, so that was a fun little story that to get to be a part of. But again, it's just it's it's just kind of this father reinforced. Those guys are all just normal guys, man. They, we're all just having fun. And, and uh, I mean, it wasn't any different of an experience than I would be hanging out with my buddies when I was playing college ball. And that was kind of the cool thing uh, to see that, that those guys are they're just like you and me. That, that's that's really cool. And, you know, like we mentioned before, Pat McAfee out of West Virginia. I interviewed a lot of people for my job when I was in Cancun that were WVU students. And seeing what, you know, the kind of damage that they did on spring break, the fact that Pat McAfee did that and. 2.5 seconds is zero. I mean, zero surprise to me whatsoever because they uh, they get after it over there in uh, Morgantown for sure. The other interesting thing about Pat was when I got there, like I said I didn't know too much about him, but you know we're at we're having these practices and there's you know all these fans. They're all wearing number one jerseys and, and you know girls that have number one earrings and I'm like who who is number one like right. what? And it's our punter and, and I think that was also <laughs> the summer. It's the summer he got arrested for uh, for uh, swimming in the canal in downtown. And so I think that actually kind of elevated his star power as well. So, yeah. I mean, he's been working on building his brand for a long time. And, I mean, they absolutely loved him. I mean, he, he, everyone, I mean, I couldn't believe it. And, uh, but rightfully so. I mean, he's, he's a great, great uh, human being and a great personality. Yeah, I think, I think he even had, because of that, I think there was a famous mugshot that came yep. out of that. And I'm pretty sure it was on. I was walking by this one guy the other day. Now, you know, people are not supposed to be out, but when they're out, they're making quick runs to the grocery store, convenience store, whatever. And this guy had pants on with all these famous people's mugshots on them. And I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure in there, you know, somewhere in between Tiger Woods and Justin Bieber, Pat McAfee, I truly believe were on those yep. pants. Had to be. That's a great. That's a great shirt. I didn't give it. Yeah. There were pants. They were pants. They were like pajama pants. Or pants. Yes. Pants? Oh, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, knowing Pat, he was probably hoping they were right over the unit, but you know who knows? That's kind yeah. of his sense of humor, I bet. Um, uh, Peyton. So when you were around, I've heard and read some things that Peyton's pretty notorious, and you got to be able to keep up with uh, pop culture references, especially like from the '80s and '90s, you know, movies and things like that. Was he, was he dropping any? Uh, any references when you guys were uh, hanging around? He seems like a pretty, you know, just fun guy to have a, you know, be around for a conversation, even if you're not directly speaking with him, just in the group. The, uh, a lot of our checks and our, our uh, we had a, a number of our checks and our code words were, were pop culture nice. references. And you had to, you had to kind of understand. Yep. Like there was, you know, we had a play that had 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 a, we called a look route and it had an out route and it had a post. Mm -hmm. And you know, a lookout post is a is a country you know western you yeah. know uh, you know item. Uh, and so um, you know, the code word for that at the time was bonanza, which was a it was a nineteen sixties or seventies you know yeah. uh, western TV show. So yeah. if you understood lookout post was a western theme thing, and then that bonanza was a western TV show, then it made sense. If you had no idea about those things, that it was just random words. So and there was a lot of plays and checks that 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 referenced that you know those kind of things. So like we'd have a num number of names of rappers, you know, yeah. for our rap play, and um, you know there, we the way we would check some stuff kind of would go hand in hand with that stuff. So yeah, no, he, he would, 
intertwined that. I mean, he's a very intelligent human being and it intertwined a lot of that with, with what we were doing. It made a lot of sense to him, our code words. That's what I found out. He knew yeah. all the codes, all the checks, which he needed to, but sometimes they made a lot of sense to him and not so much to everybody else. Yeah. Um, but, um, no, it was, there was some uh, cool stuff. I mean, the other thing too, you like to ask riddles. And, and I think that came from the training staff. Every time they were in there getting tapes and stuff, but the training staff would always ask you riddles and stuff like that. And that's one of the few one-on-one conversations I had with Peyton is, is he asked me a riddle and, and I got it wrong. And I got, I got cut about two or three days later. So oh, I wonder if that, that had anything to do, <laughs> to do with that. But, but yeah, no, he, uh, he was definitely a jokester and, 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 uh, and uh, loved uh, talking about those kind of things. That's really cool. Uh, let's throw it back to college real quick. I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll remember this date, November thirteenth, two thousand ten. Do you Do you know what I'm talking about here? My guess that's my that was my last game my senior year. Your last game, yes, against Lake Erie. I was looking at some of these numbers: six touchdowns, four of them receiving touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, ninety three yard kickoff return. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care what level it is, especially in college. What is it like? to have a game like this where you just continue to find the end zone. You're just in that zone, and especially when you're not a quarterback and you don't have the ball in your hands on every offensive snap. I mean, what is, I mean, what is, what is that like? Just take me through that. Was it just, just a perfect day? Like, you know, is that like the, the peak? Like, if, I mean, that's, it's hard to get a better day on a football field than that, where the ball is just fine in your hands and you're just fine in the end zone. Yeah, everything just kind of felt like I could do no wrong. Like everything was just was coming easy to me, and and uh, and it kind of was a perfect storm for me. I, I didn't even get a catch until the second half or second quarter. Wow. And, and um, so the uh, it was actually a close game early on. I think it was tied 17-17, uh, which allowed me to kind of stay in the game as we were pulling away for them. That we were actually you know, worried that they're they're they had a really good offense that was. Uh, back, you know, in the or- Oregon days, their offense met, mirrored Oregon. They get a playoff every eight seconds. Wow. You know, they were they were, they were played so fast, yeah. um, which kind of prolonged the game. We scored 42 points, I think, in the third quarter of that game, uh, just because sometimes they're going three and out in about 20 seconds was coming off, off right. the board. Um, but um, and then it was senior day, so they probably left me a little bit longer than than someone else normally would have. So yeah. I got to be in. The, I I came out in the end of the third quarter, but um, so I got the got the got to play a lot, you know, than, than normally you would when you're, when you're having that kind of day against the defense. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. I, everything I, everything I was touching was turning to gold and was able to, to had, had a lot of speed to get by some people that day. They're playing a lot of man coverage, which mm-hmm. was working for me. Uh, yeah, it, it was, it was a good day uh, to, to say the least. That's awesome. So before we get into this Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore, favorite college athletes, the snowman and I were, were we want to present you with the very first award ever given out on this podcast, and the award is for because okay. I'm sure you know. No, we were both stu- uh, students of your wife's at Lexington in the uh, in yeah. the in the Lexington Corral. We want to give you an award for being a great husband and emotional support because that first year was my senior year in our class specifically. We had some true hellions in that class, and the fact that she kept showing up. <laughs> Every single day was, I mean, it was like the Jordan flu game. It was like, I mean, every single day was a Jordan flu game. I'm like, I can't believe she's still here. Like this is these, like I would be going nuts. Like I, I would just quit and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, there would have been no shame in it whatsoever. So I want to know, had, did she ever share any stories or would she just come home and look defeated? Cause I mean, 
it wasn't us, but there were definitely no, some kids that were out of control. Terrible. It was it, so bad. It was bad. I don't think she. I don't think she ever taught again after that, though, in a public school setting. I think she. I think that was her last year of teaching. She might have done one more. After yeah, guys. One more. Right she did one more for my senior year because I had moved on from the choir, and I always saw her. But yeah, I think that. I think that <laughs> that drove her to the edge. Oh my it was God. definitely tough. Well, she she absolutely loved it though. To be honest, like she yeah. she worked really hard at it, and she she, did. she loved being with you guys. And you know, her her favorite stuff was doing the you know the productions of of the choir concerts mm -hmm. and, the, yeah. and then doing the musical stuff. So she got a lot of enjoyment out of it as well. Um, although I know there were some tough days uh, dealing with you uh, you young guys there. Uh, yeah. You know, choir room uh, of sixty people with one one uh, teacher to kind of control. It's tough. It's, it's a it's a tough right. task. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, I mean, like, yeah, just like you said, I mean, same goes for us. We really enjoyed it. We loved getting ready for the concerts and preparing different songs and things like that. And AJ, we, we can't sing for shit. I mean, we really cannot, but, 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 we, but, but we appreciated like all, all of it and just learning the stuff. But I mean, God, there were, um, there were some true kids that I think tr just took choir, you know, it became okay, this could be an easy A, I'll participate and I'll get my art credit out of the way too. No, I'm just going to try to ruin someone's life. And it, that's truly what it seemed like their motivation was. But uh, no, she's, uh, I think to this day, the strongest person that I know because that was just ridiculous. <laughs> that's awesome. I'll tell her that. She'll be happy to hear that. Good. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. If you can send that award of greatest husband to her, that'd be great too. Yes, just, it'll just come in a plaque and yes. put both your names on it. It might have a golf guy on there. It's whatever's available that's at the fine. trophy store. So you get a certificate. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we'll send you a certificate. There we go. Okay, so let's get into this Mount Rushmore. We're going to do this favorite college athletes of all time. Always prefacing this total ripoff, stealing this from part of my take. Um, going to do snake draft. So what we do, our guests, so Coach Horn, you'll go first. The snowman will go second, and I will go third. And that's and then we'll work our way through the snake um, oh, okay. from, from there. So without further ado, go ahead and kick us off for round one here. Well, it's really clear, like the, the rules on this here are, for me at least, you know, they're my favorite athletes, so not necessarily the best. Or the, yeah, exactly. The, the guys okay. that you that gotcha. you enjoyed the okay. most, yeah. Well, you know, I, just so he doesn't get stung, because I think he might go off the board pretty quickly, I, I think I'm going to go with Tim Tebow. Nice. Uh, yeah. Good pick, good pick. Snowman. Yeah. Um, my first one, uh, I throw it back to the NCAA 05 days on uh, GameCube and uh, the Texas Longhorns. Vince Young was my absolute Ooh. favorite college football player of all time, just playing uh, playing that game. All right. Okay. So I got back to back here. I think, thank God my picks are still, my, my top two are still on the board here. So wrap up round one here. USC running back, Heisman Trophy winner. Old Reggie Bush. That's good. Oh, <laughs> I thought about one guy, but I think his uh, his brand his brand's been tainted a little bit. Uh, but yeah, Reggie Bush. I that game was just on the other day. Snowman, you mentioned uh, that yeah. that Texas USC game was just on ESPN the other day, and I was like, this game's just insane. Like I, you couldn't appreciate it being a young guy, but now watching it back, it's just like that game was uh, crazy. Yeah. So Reggie Bush, one of my favorite guys to watch. Um, and then I have the first pick of round two. I got to go, Johnny Football. I love this guy. I love. He was incredible to watch in college. And that was that was Joey's uh, nickname in high school. They called him Joey Football. The surrounding schools and the Lexington kids. Yeah, it was it it was weird. I I was um you know I was sober 
for all the games, you know, unlike our, <laughs> unlike our, uh, my other football counterpart, we did share a last name for there for a few years, but, uh, not, we didn't share any beverages, which was, which was good. Yeah. Kept me on the straight and narrow, but my, ne- nevertheless, he was my awesome. Second, <laughs> my second one would be, uh, Ohio state, great Troy Smith nice. quarterback. I, uh, that's the first like Ohio state quarterback that I remember like being young that like Oh six to like 2009, 10 ish. That's the first Ohio state quarterback that I really remember in my lifetime. Awesome. All right, coach horn, you're up. And then you have back-to-back picks. Gotcha. Uh, so this one, I'm a little bit, a little bit older than you guys. So I got a little bit more, uh, a little bit different kind of genre of guys here. I, I, I got Charles Woodson. I'm an Ohio nice. State guy. I got Charles Woodson. My, he was when I was young, and and Charles was playing. Um, I you know I didn't really fully understand you know people and stuff like that, and and and, and who was good, who was not. But you knew Charles Woodson when he was. Even though I, I hated Michigan, I was bred to uh, told to hate Michigan. When he yeah. was on the TV, you wanted to watch. He always something special was going to happen when he was playing. So I went going to go with Charles Woodson, and then. And then my next pick, the first pick of the third round, I'm gonna go with Jimmer for debt. Nice, oh, nice. Yeah. Go Jimmer for debt. So I love March Madness, and man, it, it, I didn't realize how much you love it until they take it away from you. Right. Not having it this this spring really sucked. But uh, like Jimmer during March Madness, going into their their conference championship, and just watch when he played. Same thing, like he, anything could happen. He could hit it from, he pull up from, kind of what's, what what uh, Steph Curry does in, in the NBA. Jimmer was doing in college. Yeah, that that was really exciting, and those crowds were so loud. I mean, every everyone in those stadiums, because BYU travels well, and they always have a good crowd. And then everyone was like, "This Jimmer guy is awesome." It was just, it was a home game for them throughout the tournament. That was great pick. Those were really fun to watch. Snowman. My uh, so my third one here. So uh, I don't, Coach Horn. I don't know if you know this, but one of my uncle's best friends is the strength coach at Michigan for their basketball team. And so I've always been, a, I hate Michigan, but I've always liked the Michigan basketball team because he's always been there. But uh, my third pick is, like, I don't know if you guys even remember, but Mitch McGarry. Yeah. The, like, I do. 2000, one of their first Final Four teams that they were on. And he, I think they played Syracuse in the Final Four. And so the, it was the Syracuse zone, the, the patented zone. And Mitch McGarry just obliterated them from the mid-range and just on the block that that's that's one of my favorite college basketball players very good okay i got back to back here i gotta you know this is recent here but i gotta go with uh with joe burrow i'm just i loved watch loved watching him this year that picture of him smoking the cigar just chilling out as my uh my header on twitter like i just yeah i started watching lsu last year watched all of their games and I watched all of their games again this year. Um, I just, Joe Burrow, just the way that he carried himself and everything. And he backed it up. He played incredible. And I'm going to be terrified. Hopefully Cincinnati ruins, you know, I don't want him to get ruined, but I just hope he doesn't beat a, beat the, uh, beat the Brownies, <laughs> but it's going to be, uh, he was just incredible to watch in college and just the whole LSU, you know, with the way that he embraced that and coach show and just everything surrounding that, um, it's hard not to love the guy unless you're an Alabama fan, of course, but uh, Joe Burrow. And then to wrap up my draft, I'm going to go with uh, a guy who is a, a true freshman, a uh, little pitcher down there for University of Cincinnati. My little brother, ben, ben Vore, he played, he's a pitcher down at UC, just had his, uh, you know, freshman season 
cut short by all of this, but he got to pitch in some games and even made his first start on the road against uh, Kentucky. I was able to watch him on TV, which was pretty cool. So he's, uh, I knew he'd be on the board. So I, I did it. He should be my number one, but uh, I'm getting great value for him in the fourth round. So I'm going with my little brother. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, my uh, last one may be slightly better than Ben as a college athlete, but Michael Vick uh, for Virginia Tech. Um, obviously, that was a little before my uh, time, but watching highlights, obviously, of him in the NFL and uh, at Virginia Tech is uh, pretty impressive, so I'm going to go with him. Good. All, right, All right, Coach Horn, wrap us up here, sir. And for my last pick, kind of very similar. I think uh, it could be high up there on the list, but because I knew you guys probably would be be picking her, I'm actually going to go with the female here, uh, Jenny Finch, pitcher from Arizona. Oh, yeah, uh, was dominant, dominant back in the early 2000s, and really got to see her on a national stage in the Olympics for two years. She yeah, was the face of our Olympic softball team. Um, I always enjoyed. I always enjoy softball, and uh, I mean, when when she was playing, I mean, there's no way anyone's going to get a hit on her. So she's She's uh, and she also did you know did a great job of being kind of the face of, of the female side of, of a lot of the uh, you know, Olympic ads and stuff like that, and being a, being a big spokesman for the Olympics. Yeah, um, yeah, she was great. She was a real celebrity. I remember that. I, I don't remember in college, but I remember the Olympic days, and she was uh, mm-hmm. she was terrific. She was a bit, she was a big face. Great, great pick. Great. I haven't heard Jenny Finch's name in a while. Good to. I'm gonna go watch highlights now on YouTube. She's a beast. There you go. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So before, as we, uh, bef- one last thing before we wrap up here, Coach Horn, can you just kind of talk about, you know, what, you know, what you guys at Tiffin are specifically doing? Because right now, obviously, we can't be around each other. You know, spring ball, this is just throwing, you know, this just has everything turned upside down. Every industry, sports, obviously, collegiately and professionally. Um, you know, what do you guys, what are you doing, you know, to, what are you guys directing your players to do, you know, to, to maintain some sort of physical shape, but also this is a time to, to do a lot of, you know, mental reps and, you know, go over things, you know, what, what are the access to the players? What kind of meetings are you guys able to, uh, to do right now? Right now there's a kind of a lot of uncertainty, you know, with, uh, you know, the NCAA and, uh, and the conferences and, and the division two with, with changing their rules and stuff like that to kind of fit the situation. And so that, you know, the, uh, the safety of the players is first and foremost and then also but uh you know allowing it so that we're not taking advantage of the situation and trying to gain an edge so you know right now really there i know the conference has is kind of working on on some legislation right now to allow our, our conference to uh to start meetings um as a as a team um and to uh, be able to sit down and on video conferences and all these means obviously uh, you know uh, not face to face, but right. from a, from a video situation, uh, so we can start kind of getting the playbook installed and stuff like that. So we're hopeful that that'll that'll pass. We'll they'll start moving on that stuff. And then, um, you know, right now, really, uh, we're are, we're really uh, big on our guys getting their grades, getting, yeah. getting their school done. You know, and because this is a hard time uh, for them with all the you know change right in the middle of the school year, and some of these guys have never you know been on an online course situation. So, uh, you know, we're trying to do everything we can to assist them. Uh, with that to help them make sure they got all the tools they need and uh, to, to get uh, to be successful because because first and foremost we got to be eligible to play football you right. know you can, you can lift all you want and, and know all the plays you want but if, if your grades aren't, aren't taken care of then, then it doesn't really matter you know in the end so you can't it won't be allowed to play so we're, we're really focused on that right now and then we're hopeful that you know this will kind of get lifted here and we'll be able to start you know sitting down and then doing some install stuff where we kind of at least from a mental aspect 
start learning the plays and then and uh um, you know our strength coach has done a great job posting stuff on social media giving these guys uh, creative ideas on how to uh on how to uh, keep staying in shape and to, to really not lose what they've gained because they, these guys work really, really hard in the, in the wintertime and, uh, to make some tremendous strides and, and change their bodies and, and to grow to where we need them to be to be successful. And, and we, you know, we just want to make sure that we're able to maintain that. So when we're able to get back to normal, we've got to hit the ground running. That's great. That's great. Snowman, do you have any final remarks? Yeah, I, uh, I actually do. Oh. I usually don't. Oh, wow. I'm, I this, have been this is my the first. producer role where I don't really jump in too much, but uh, – so Coach Reister, our head coach, has been on me the last few months, ever since Joey and I did the Way She Goes podcast. Right. All right. Wildly babe. successful. <laughs> Wildly successful. Coach Reister wanted to come on there, and, you know, we could just never lock him down. He was a pretty elusive guest. Yeah. But, but every time one would come out, he would be like, dude, when's my invite? So hopefully with you being on here, it's kind of like a, oh, okay, like, the, you know, get him get him moving a little bit so so uh i don't know if you told him that you were coming on here or not but i have uh, not yet no so oh, i'm just well, the okay then then fish. then here's no 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 then, then gotcha. no gotcha. here's what we'll do coach horn if you could look directly into the camera as if you're speaking to coach reisert i can cut i can cut this clip i'm not one of his players i live in arizona i'll tweet him every day i'll blow up his inbox i don't care if he hates me we are gonna we are gonna peer pressure him into coming onto the podcast so look into the camera give him give him a you got to call it call out a call out the boss man here get him to get him to come on the podcast the last thing i'm gonna do is call out the boss man but coach reisert i highly recommend uh being on the podcast here it was it was a tremendous experience. They were very, very nice and very <laughs> professional, and uh, I would recommend this experience to anyone. Oh, that's that's the best endorsement. When we run for presidents as co-podcasters, Snowman, as not yep. vi- not president, and vice president, but as but as host and producer, that's going to be the new Progressive <laughs> Party. Um, we're, that's going to be our that's going to be our uh, campaign clip. It's going to be pretty awesome. There you go. All right. Well, thanks, Coach Horn. Please give the best to your wife and uh, stay safe, stay healthy out there, and go Gons. Go God. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Coach Horn and the Snowman. A little new news. Remember, we are now doing video podcasts over Zoom through all of this. So we are uploading and available on YouTube. And as always, we are available on Apple and Spotify. Please rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I will talk to you guys on Monday.